Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Lateral Show. Fasten your seatbelts, because here we go. Again, I am Herms. You can follow me on Twitter at HermsNFL. That's where I tweet stuff, and it's, I don't know, that's where you can find my information. And I am joined this week to discuss the waiver wire with Jake Trowbridge. You know him from the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Show and from the Ball Blast Football Show as well. So many different things. Oh my gosh. Hello, Jake. Hello. Hello, Herms. I'm so excited that you brought me on for what I'm going to say is the best week. Just arbitrarily. It's the best week. So I get to be a part of it. Well, you know, every, everybody know it is a long-standing truth in fantasy football. The week four is the, it's the goat week. That's what they've always said. You know, they, you know, like, you know, like your 23rd birthday being like, you know, your Jordan birthday, you know, like the, you know, like that. Yeah, week four is the goat birthday of the football <laughs> weeks. Yeah, that's yeah, we're rolling. That's with the it. saying. No, it. you got the saying exactly right. That's what's knitted into my throw pillow down on my couch. So I think you nailed it. <laughs> yes, there it is. Oh gosh, it's rare that my energy is matched by the other person on the other side of <laughs> this <laughs> podcast. But I am thrilled to have you big fan of all that you do not only Thanks, just man. with your comedy stylings but also with your football takes you know what i mean i feel like hey. that's, it's it's an underappreciated aspect of what you do you're a brilliant fantasy mind and i thought it would be great to bring you on discuss the hot button issues before we make our waiver wire picks you know like i figured i yeah, why like not? it I like it. It's I feel like that is like the Bruce Willis analogy. Like everybody knows Bruce is a great action star, but did you know he can also sing? Did you happen to know there's a hit single from the eighties with Bruce Willis? No, you don't. So I appreciate you shining some light on my Bruce Willis hit single, if you will, of fantasy knowledge. There you go. hundred percent. I will say a, a quick aside before we get into the actual thing that people decided to listen to this for. I was dumbfounded when I found out how good that guy was at like playing harmonica. Wow. Like, Oh, oh geez. <laughs> stellar. Stellar. Yeah. Where did that come from? Bruce. Good for you. Just a round of applause <laughs> for Bruce Willis. Just that guy. Hey, you know, yeah, yeah. hey if you're listening, you got a standing invitation to come on the show anytime you want big fan of your work uh die hard is my favorite christmas movie um so before we get into you know the whole whatever word it is i'm trying to think of i gotta be honest and i don't know about you but this felt like like week three kind of felt weird in terms of like there aren't a ton of players that we didn't really already kind of have on our radar you know that kind of did anything like as far as I'm concerned, 
I only have like two names that I think are like huge priorities on the waiver wire. One of which we'll talk about later when we run down our list of fact or fiction, fact or fiction, fact or fiction. Uh, but I don't know. And of, of course, you know, it came on the heels of unfortunate injury news that I may or may not have caused with that jokey tweet of mine on Thursday night. Uh, <laughs> oh, Christian McCaffrey. No. I know. Oh, it, I, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. There's so much interaction and I didn't want it. It was a joke, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So Christian McCaffrey hamstring, God knows how long he's going to be out at this point. Uh, Chuba Hubbard. Rookie out of Oklahoma State, next in line. You know, as if you didn't blow your your fab on Elijah Mitchell, this would probably be a good time to, you know, spend that ammo. I, mean, I, I I'm sure you agree with that. So, is any thoughts on that or anybody else before we just get into the fact or fiction? Fact or fiction? Fact or fiction? I mean, with the Chuba thing, it's just like an of course. And I've seen people be like, don't fall for it again. Don't spend your fab again, like to the Elijah Mitchell people. And it's like, well, that's not the same situation. The Elijah Mitchell situation is not the same (laughs) as this. We have a clear, distinct backup who is going to get a lot of work. And even if he's terrible, he's going to get a lot of work. So, yes, I fully recommend blowing your fab on Chuba. I have zero issues with that. I, man, it's hard to come up with a name. I came up with one other one that's not on our fact or fiction list. And it's just purely out of desperation because tight end is always a trash heap. And it's like, if you can find anybody at all with value, then maybe pick him up. And I found anyway. one guy, I think maybe one guy. And this is all not right. a, this is not like spend half your fab. This is like, throw a dollar down. See if you can get Pat Fryermuth off of the waivers there you go. Uh, at tight end for the Steelers. He started to get some more work. He's got an injury with Deontay Johnson potentially still out. And he gets to play the Packers, my beloved Packers, which are just a garbage fire against tight ends almost always. So he's got that matchup coming up this week. So if you got like Jonu Smith as your tight end right now and you're done with that guy, then maybe old Pat can help. Yeah, you know, any sort of situation you find yourself in, because we talked about it on last week's episode of The Lateral Show, like, outside of maybe, like, eight or nine tight ends, you it's, it's kind of plug and play. You got to do what you got to do, you know? So unless you have, you know, one of the, the, the Noah's fans or the, the Darren's Wallers or the Travis's Kelsey's or something, you know, like... Let's say, hypothetically, you are an analyst that spent a majority of the offseason hyping up Gerald Everett, and you found yourself with a ton of Gerald Everett on your team, and now you're really regretting having a ton of Gerald Everett. (laughs) Not me, but just someone else. You know, if you were that guy... Maybe that guy would want to pick up Pat Fryermuth. So, you know, there you go. Just that good name to keep in the back of your head. Um, yeah, so that's that's about it. Honestly, folks, like now we're getting into the fact or fiction thing. Like it's a new format for this week because like we've been saying, like nothing really happened. It was weird. It's frustrating. So we'll just we came up with a prompt. This is the same prompt that you will find in the waiver wire article coming out on www.thelateralff.com. And uh, well, actually, now that I'm plugging the website, 
seven and a half minutes into the show. You can follow us on Twitter at the lateral FF. Yeah, I normally do that up at the beginning, but yeah, get it out of the way now. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> once you read the article, you'll find it's eerily similar to what is taking place right now. We came up with a list of things. Uh, McLateral and I are going to discuss it in writing, and Jake and I are going to discuss it in speaking on this. So here we go. Without further ado, on the list, uh, some breaking news today uh josh gordon is back baby oh yeah. he's gonna play for yeah. the kansas city chiefs maybe uh are you are you doing it again <laughs> here's what i have to say i never did it before and i feel like i'm one of the only people in the world who's never had josh gordon on his team and because of that now i feel it's my time and I deserve this. And so I might add him only for that fact. Uh, I don't know. I could be lying. I might have once upon a time randomly picked him up. But I don't feel like I have. I, but if, if we're talking seriously about Josh Gordon, I guess everybody's saying, well, not everybody. That gets thrown around too much. Everybody's saying this. No, they're not. You've read one tweet from somebody saying it. And that's exactly what I'm <laughs> talking about here. One guy said, uh, you know, the offense. Of the, he's on Kansas City. So he's worth a shot just because Kansas City offense. But he's been on really good offenses before. Uh, that's not really the issue. The issue is he doesn't play much football. And he's 30 years old. But I, my one little bit of factoid here is back in 2018, when he was playing with the Patriots and he was actually active for all those games, he was wide receiver 37 in that stretch. So that's like a flex guy. And if you think he can be that guy again, then go for it. And if not, you know, you're in the majority. Yeah. And, you know, I got to say, uh, just for all intents and purposes, for those who are not aware of who Josh Gordon is, uh, he was a dominant, dominant wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns the year I graduated high school. I am now 26 years old. So just keep that in your head. You know, like in that time, I have gained about 35 pounds myself, and he has been suspended numerous times because for some reason the NFL cares too much about players who smoke weed. You know, and like I, he has his <laughs> he has his own uh, issues and demons, and like I always wish nothing but the best for Josh Gordon. But like you know, this is kind of why the question was phrased: like, are you going to do this again? Because you never know if something could turn up. God, I mean, he's bounced around from yeah, Seattle, the Patriots, I think back to Seattle, and then now here it is again with the Chiefs. But you know, to your point, Jake, it's frustrating. There's no guarantee he'll definitely be out there for any stretch of time but last time we saw him it went okay so if you believe in it sure i don't know but i think the point is like you don't have to do this aggressively if at all if you want to like in a 12 teamer with like five or six bench spots like no no you, you don't have to do the josh garden thing again but for you deep league players out there Sure, we'll we'll do this again in 2020. Like that's probably about the only amount of <laughs> like yeah. brain power I'm willing to put into it. Because like I said, all pro. Once upon a time, when right. I was like 17 or whatever, it's been a while, but it hasn't been so <laughs> long that like 
well, I might have the timeline off. Whatever. Point is, Josh Gordon, maybe. I don't know, but not if you're in a shallow league. That Good summary. Good summary. Ab- absolutely. If you have a guy who's going to score you like seven points every week and you're like, well, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't keep him. Yeah, drop him and then take Josh Gordon because he can get you like 20 points one week, I guess. <laughs> Bingo. There you go. So just, you know, drop Ronald Jones <laughs> and add Josh Gordon. It'll be the same amount of pain. Just one's a little more fun. Uh, okay. So we got that out of the way. Um, Sam Darnold, uh, quarterback of the Carolina Panthers to date has been doing fairly well. I got to say it's even surprised me. Uh, I thought that, you know, especially like the week two matchup against, you know, the, uh, the saints defense, I thought that was going to go way more poorly than it actually did. But he finds himself at QB 11. Now, as of this recording, the Monday night game has not been played yet. So, I mean, this could change. But either way, just throwing that out there. Sam Darnold, QB 11 through three games. That's pretty solid. Uh, The question is, well, obviously, well, you know, do you want to pick him up? Do you have any interest in him? But more importantly, rest of season, do you see a world in which Sam Darnold could be in the top 12? I could see it. Uh, I don't believe it would happen, but I could see it. Uh, be, uh, hesitation here is just the obvious, like you mentioned, you know, the one matchup and that was going to be a tough sled, but the rest of it, you know, you got Houston, you got the Jets and it's not the most intimidating necessarily defenses. And so yeah. once that schedule starts to get a little tough, he's got some cake matchups or on paper take matchups about midseason, uh, and he should be thrown a lot with CMC out. I don't know. That's a little interesting. And, and the other breaking news, Dan Arnold now moving to the Jaguars, getting traded there apparently. So oh, yeah. he doesn't have the sweet Dan Arnold connection to rely oh, on no. anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> but no, I do actually think Darnold could be like flirting with top 15 though. But that's as much as I'm personally willing to give there. No, I, I definitely dig that, you know, because for a lot of people, there's still the uh, I'm seeing ghosts version of Sam Darnold that exists in people's mind. Hence why his uh, roster ship percentage on ESPN is a measly 9%. Uh, not not great, Bob. But hey, you know, like I said, to date, it's been pretty good. Uh, you know, it's kind of kind of meander here for a little bit while I wait for my internet to pull up. The next few games that are coming up. Here we go. Here we go. Next week uh, at Dallas. You love to see it. Uh, after that, the Eagles in week five. It could be worse than Minnesota. They don't really have too tough of a defense. And you know, the Giants, Atlanta, New England, and then you know, on down, blah, blah, blah. I've given you enough of a sample size. To your point, there's, there's some, it's, 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 not, it's not a cakewalk necessarily, but it's definitely like a I don't know, like a, like a rhubarb pie walk. If we're just gonna go like weird metaphors oh. about dessert foods, you know, oh, yeah. it's just like yeah, yeah. So you know, like still, it, there's tasty with some chunks in there every once in a while that you weren't expecting. Yeah, I dig it. Exactly, you know. So it's just like if you're willing to embark on a rhubarb pie walk with Sam Darnold, <laughs> I thought like you you could do worse things. So I mean, considering like I nine percent roster ship percentage, I mean, hey, you know it. So the consensus here is just like, I don't know, I guess. Sure. Like, it, like I would I would drop Matt Ryan for him. 
you know, I would certainly oh, yeah. do that. Oh, yeah. I would absolutely, if you have Ben Roethlisberger for some reason, I'd be oh. dropping him oh. for Sam. Oh. There are obvious guys that he is better than, and you should be making that move. Oh, God. I can't. That video that's going around of Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger, it's just like falling over nothing on throwing the like. <laughs> Oh, this this is my favorite team, folks. This is my favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's the quarterback. Good God. Oh, God. Entertainment value for days. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be an awful season, but it's going to be a doozy to watch. Just like those, like the 90s NBA blooper reels that you could buy on VHS. Just like that's just, (laughs) it's going to be that for a whole year. Uh, Okay. So I think that kind of covers that. Um, The next question. Giovanni Bernard? That's, that's the question. Mark? <laughs> like, Giovanni they... Bernard is the answer. He's not, though. But he, you know what he's the answer to? Is which of those three in that backfield would I rather have for the rest of the year? It's <laughs> Giovanni Bernard. And that's not, I mean, that's not a confident thing to say. But out of those three, I'll take the guy who's occasionally going to be getting receptions because they're trailing so bad which is going to happen like two more times, probably the entire rest of the year. But uh, it's a, it's just, uh, it's the worst. That backfield is the worst. Yeah. So, I mean, for context, for all you listeners, uh, the Giovanni Bernard, no longer on the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, he's found himself in a much better place in Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, yeah. The weird uh, little remark I made about uh, <laughs> Ronald Jones before there's a reason why I had that tone of voice. That hasn't really gone well. Um, Leonard Fournette also hasn't really gone well. But, you know, you look and you see Giovanni Bernard. He's been getting more and more involved in the passing game. So much so that this past week, again, Monday Night Football hasn't gone through yet. But PPR scoring, RB10 on the week. Nine catches, 10 targets. He even got himself a touchdown. Yeah, he fumbled the ball once. But how is that any different? from any other Buccaneers running back. So, you know, like, like, I mean, gosh. And this is probably more for people who play in PPR leagues, because in a standard league, you, you probably don't have any interest in this, do you? Not a bit. Not a bit. Yeah, so let's just say for all intents and purposes, you're you're going to go do it. You're going to do the thing. What percentage of your fab, at most, are you throwing at Giovanni Bernard, if if any? <laughs> I, I, I He's a guy I'm probably not going to throw any fab on. I'm just going to let it take care of itself. I'm going to put it in with zero, if you're allowed to do that. Hopefully, most leagues do allow you the zero bid. And if you can do a zero bid, just do that. And if you get them, great. And you can maybe plan for one of those matchups where they're trailing again. But I, no, I, I don't care that much if I don't get Gio Bernard. Uh, but I don't know. It's dire straits out there. So whatever he gets. It's pretty awful. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't blame you at all. I feel similarly. Uh, Hey, you know, like I said, uh, listeners, are you, are you picking up a theme here? Cause yeah, that's, that's, that's how this waiver wire is going to be. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> moving on after that. Uh, so this is, this is one of the ones where I actually think there is a real discussion to be had. So you know, taking off, you know, so a little bit of the, you know, the jokey hat, putting on my serious hat now. Uh, through three weeks, Hunter Renfro of the Las Vegas Raiders has really, really been involved. 
that's not something I was necessarily expecting, to be perfectly honest. But so far, that has rung true. Through, again, before the Monday night game, through these three weeks, wide receiver 26 on the season. You know, he's found himself 22 targets, way more than I thought he would. You know, and he's absolutely balling out. He's hitting double-digit PPR points week in, week out. Is Hunter Renfro a dude that you could probably trust as like your wide receiver three or flex for the rest of the year? Because I'm really starting to buy into this guy. I really am. It's such a different offense than what we saw last year, which the entire thing was just feed Darren Waller and let the rest of it happen. So now that that apparently is not the entire game plan, yeah, him and even Henry Ruggs are kind of making some impacts here this year. And it's not the Brian Edwards show that a lot of folks were anticipating this year. Uh, I've dabbled with that hype train just a little bit myself, but Renfro oh, is getting those targets consistently. I don't think lower than five targets in any of the first three games here. Uh, you're probably yeah. not going to be able to bank on any touchdowns and that's okay. Cause you don't need it if you're getting that baseline. So yeah, man, I, I'm comfortable with it. Yeah, you know, because like I said, you know, I teased it up top, beginning of the show, you know, Chuba Hubbard and one other guy. This is that other guy, folks. I mean, seriously, like Hunter Renfro, that's that's the move. Also, you know, glad you brought up Henry Ruggs, because depending on the site that you play on, he uh, could be available out there. And I mean, I, I talked about this last week with uh, Davis Pang from uh, Fantasy Six Pack, you know, and he was the one that brought it to the table. It wasn't even part of the show sheet that we had put together. He was like, yo, like straight up. These dudes, these Vegas receivers, like you want to get in on that now. I kind of, you know, I was, I was, I was along for the possibility, but now I'm definitely locked into it. So like Henry Ruggs, 76.8% rostered on ESPN. You, you, you probably don't have a shot at that, but now I'm just scrolling through, seeing if I can even find Hunter Renfro. Oh, boom. There he is. Oh, geez. 11.3%. Wow. That's widely available. People, Brian Edwards, 13 Point eight. Wow, that's widely available, people. So, hey, you know, if, if you've been sleeping on this Raiders offense, now now would be a good time to wake up and smell the coffee. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I, th I think that I think this is probably a good time. I do know what you mean. And in fact, I will do that. I think I will go out and do that because their car. That's the thing is like, you know, Derek Carr is being slept on too. And if he is for some reason out there in your leagues, that's another guy like with Sam Darnold that I don't know everybody still has in their brains. It's like a really solid yeah. fantasy quarterback. Uh, I would rather have probably still Darnold by, by a smidge actually uh, for the rest of the season. But the point is Derek Carr is going to be slinging it and slinging it often. And that's going to benefit everybody down the line, especially if Josh Jacobs stays out. Oh, no, for sure. And like that, that is 100% true. And to your point about uh, Derek Carr's availability, uh, right there at 50.0% on ESPN roster, right there, smack dab, literally half of the leagues, half of them. He's out there in half of them. So if, you know, if, if, if your league is one of those ones where he's out there, you know, QB8, you know, as of this recording right now. So, you know, that is go for it uh and then yeah i think that kind of just we're 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 invested in the raiders that kind of is that that kind of the, the the theme before we move on that kind of the thing yeah yeah i'm apparently team Ra raiders which 
I've never said out loud before, so that's fun. Yeah, see, and like, I like phrasing this question this way because now I'm like tricking people into admitting that they kind of like the Raiders because I too was surprised (laughs) by my response to it when I first entertained this thought. So yeah, there it is. The Raiders, the team of fantasy darlings. Um... Oh, God. oh, we have to discuss that. Okay, well, that was fun. Now we get to go back down into the... Oh, geez. Okay. Tyler Conklin, uh, the the Vikings tight end. I mean, he, he, had a, he had himself a good week, I would say. You know, but yeah. it's just, I, he, he didn't really show up the first couple weeks. But I, I don't know. When you finish as the tight end one on the week... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it, you kind of have... talked about, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You, seven receptions, seventy yards, one touchdown. I, ah, oh, god damn it! This says a lot. And this one performance <laughs> has him skyrocketed right there. Now tied with Mark Andrews for fantasy points. So there it is. It's 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 on the agenda. How do we feel about Tyler Conklin? What do you say, Jake? <laughs> it's it's wild, man. I, I <laughs> I'm foolish enough to admit, though, when the news first came out, you know, Kyle Rudolph goes away, and then Irv Smith goes down with injury, and you're thinking, well, they traditionally operate as a three piece, anyhow. You know, it's Dalvin Cook, then it's Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, so there's probably not space for anybody else. But I picked up Conklin in a league. This is not a pat on the back because I dropped him immediately after week one. I don't have him on that team anymore. But I thought, well, somebody still has to be a kind of an outlet. But for the first two weeks, that was K.J. Osborne. That wasn't really any tight end. I mean, he got he got a couple of targets in each of those first two games, Conklin did. But he wasn't announcing himself as like, hey, somebody who should be on your radar at all. And I still don't think this is going to be anywhere close to maintainable. I think this is every tight end in the world feels like has had a week like this and they don't sustain. I'm personally not buying it, but I just said tight ends. It's a terrible, terrible landscape. So you might feel desperate enough. And if you are again, a John U. Smith guy, as I have had on so many teams, then maybe you bite the bullet. I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, I, if we're going to entertain this thought, uh, 2.6% rostered on ESPN scroll through look at the look at the schedule i guess he gets cleveland detroit and then a road game at carolina before their week seven bye week yeah, it, it could be worse i don't know i mean like, <laughs> just, like I, I, if if i were to pick one of those that could be I, he might be able to do okay against the lions sure I, i'm not afraid of that secondary and I'm afraid of the offense, weirdly, because I mean they've been they've been a lot better than I thought they would be. But that, I I digress. Yeah, I mean, God, I don't know. It's 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 tight end. Just I I don't, I don't know. And you know what? It, it this actually appears last on you know the list that I provided to you. But we're just we'll we'll keep with the the mood and be like a uh, kicker this week. Uh, do, do you care? <laughs> I am not good enough at this to choose anybody out of a hat. I am the worst person to talk about this, so I'm going to shut up and not talk about kicker. 
Yeah, I mean, I have a pet theory that I have been working on for a while about how to determine kicker value week to week in fantasy. It's started to come true. I think it, it, I, part of it is I look at like the Vegas over under and if it's hovering around 50 points, that kind of, you know, signals like a high scoring game, whatever. Then you have to go through and you have to pick an offense that you think is good enough to get down the field, but not good enough to score a touchdown. And then all this. Other, yeah. Like, you know, even as someone who kind of claims they know how to do it, I don't know how to fucking do it. <laughs> so, like, if I'm going to throw a name at the wall and just say something, I don't know. That Chase McLaughlin fella for the Browns has been okay. You know, I mean, like, it's it's been fine. You know, I mean, week one didn't really do you a lot of favors, but he got you seven points against Houston and 19 points against the Bears. So, I mean, shit, I don't know. <laughs> there you go. That's a freebie. That There's there's your kicker analysis for the week from, from the two of us. And then <laughs> we bring it on home with uh, the, the question we've all been asking ourselves and our friends and our colleagues. The Titans defense. They're awful, but they play the Jets in week four. <laughs> Are you willing to take the bait and just go for it if you're desperate? Or do you have any other better idea? I don't know if it's a better idea, but I have another option. But speaking to the Titans, I'm going to listen to my guy, Lord Don't Lose, who had said before the Colts game, Pick up the Titans defense because you get a trifecta. You get the Colts, you get the Jets now this week, and then after that, you get the Jaguars. So, like, you know, hypothetically, <laughs> those three are great matchups. And they, di it's, they didn't do bad against the Colts, even with Carson Wentz in the lineup, as opposed to his original point, which was, you know, they're going to be starting Jacob Eason and a combination of him and Brett Hundley. Like, yeah, yeah. fire him up. Uh, but now you... <laughs> boy <laughs> it's the jets yeah you almost have to right i mean i'm i'm tempted i really am like it feels like such a bad idea but at the same time it's such a good idea because like and it's the same reason you know at the beginning of the season i advocated you know obviously like don't and people who did this are obviously learning this lesson don't waste the pick on the Washington football team defense or whoever you think is going to be elite. Just try and piecemeal it together. Figure it out as you go along. The Broncos started off with two of those three teams you just mentioned that the Titans are playing with the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Jets this past week. And it was one of those things. You know, it's just that nice stretch of games where you pick it up, you stream it, and then you dump it off and you move on to greener pastures. These may be the greener pastures, I guess. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, they're only they're eight point one percent rostered for obvious reasons, because I mean, dear God, they got torched by Kyler Murray week one, and then Russell Wilson decided to cook week two, and like, but you know, like you said, six fantasy points against the Colts, it didn't kill you. It didn't That's win right. you anything, but it didn't kill you. So yeah, <laughs> it. 
I don't know. You could do worse, but I, I I'm interested in knowing what your pivot move is because there's got to be something better than the Titans. Well, you say that, but I'm going to say this name, and I don't know if that response <laughs> is going to hold up. But they are point four percent rostered on oh, ESPN. God. It's the Detroit Lions. Oh god! And I say this only. Because I had watched the Chicago Bears play this last week, and that is who oh. the Lions are facing this week in division. This is a Matt Nagy play. That's all this is. You are, the Lions are not playing the Bears players on the field. They're playing against Matt Nagy. And based off that, they should be able to get you 15 points this week, I would yeah. think. <laughs> Uh, and le- unless there is a complete upheaval there, and they don't even know who the quarterback's going to be starting this week for the Bears, it could be any number of people. He didn't rule anybody out. I could be starting this week, and I just haven't gotten the text yet. <laughs> so I feel like for one week, I would actually take the shot at this in-division thing and just see, just see. Honestly, I don't blame you. The more I think about it, because like you said, you know, for those of you that didn't, you know, didn't see it, uh, Matt Nagy was like, it could be Fields, or it could be Dalton, or, or Nick Foles. Talk about mind games. You know, if I'm Dan Campbell and the Detroit coaching staff, you know, I'm like, oh, God, what are they going to do? Any one of these guys? It could be like, what, what sort? Did they can't game plan for it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Good luck, guys. Good luck. Yeah, it's like, man, Matt Nagy thinks he's playing 4D chess against Detroit right now. Meanwhile, he's just playing like a silent game of checkers by himself, driving himself insane. <laughs> That's really like, what he thinks is happening and what is actually happening are two painfully different things. Bears fans out there, I, I feel bad, but also like. You could have just played with Fields the whole time and made a game plan around the guy that was objectively the best quarterback you had. So how bad do I really feel? I don't know. <laughs> like, you know so, oh, gosh. Yes. And uh, gross. with with that, that's, that's, that's the waiver wire show, folks. Uh, you know, that was a different tone. But hey, it was it was an ugly week for the waiver wire. Therefore, you get a, a less than coherent waiver wire show. You know, it's just like you're you're holding up a mirror to the world. That's all you're doing here. It's not on you to set the tone. They set the tone, and you just got to reflect it. <laughs> That's all. That's all I can do. That's all I can do. And yeah. I don't know. Hopefully this Monday night game is better. And hey, if anybody balls out in this Monday night game that, you know, feels like a better idea than anybody that we talked about, use your own judgment. Do your thing. Do whatever. I don't know. Live your own life. I'm at Herms NFL <laughs> on Twitter. You can follow me there. Uh at the lateral FF. Uh, www.thelateralff.com. The normal episode of this drops tomorrow. You'll have a good time with that. Uh, Jake, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Oh, they can find me just trying to recover from this list we went through on Twitter at Jake Trowbridge. That's my name. I do the co-host thing, drinking, talking, fancy football at Drinking Fancy and Ball Blast. Fancy football podcast. Uh, listen to those things, I guess. There you go. There it is, folks. Hopefully we can do better next week. But, you know, 
the NFL has to do better for us. So until then, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you next time. Fleet Warp, howdy y'all. Check out The Lateral on Twitter at The Lateral FF and check out the website www.thelateralff.com. Yeah! Fleet Warp.